A very warm welcome to all my viewers to the Sentinels Newsmakers, the show, the special series wherein we speak to key new, uh, voices from the region and policymakers from the Northeast. And my guest today is Mr. Pradyot Bordoloi. He is the Member of Parliament from Nogao in Lok Sabha. Mr. Bordoloi, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the Sentinels Newsmakers. My pleasure, my pleasure, yeah. So, at this point of time, amid this health crisis, what pains you most? You see, uh, the finding, uh, the fighting the pandemic is one thing. Uh, the most painful uh, situation today we are in is the unprecedented uh, exodus of the working people you know across the country and yes. the plight of uh, these people is unimaginable so that mm -hmm. is probably uh, it's something that uh, is very very painful at the moment and we have to be proactive and we have to reach out to these people right on list right. that's a human tragedy actually absolutely absolutely in fact yes that is what everybody has been saying that this has now become a humanitarian crisis the way we are seeing people migrant workers on foot covering kilometers some of them so many have lost their lives very uh, unfortunate uh, accidents also taking place so uh, in your opinion how best could this have been handled you see i would like to uh, give you an example of the neighboring country bangladesh when bangladesh okay. decided to when bangladesh decided to have this lockdown they gave at least three days notice mm -hmm. asking because they also have similar you know migrant uh, walking people from yes. one district to another of course bangladesh is a smaller inside in spite mm -hmm. of the fact this walking people were told in advance that you know you have to make your ways to your home so wherever you are going to be there for next say uh, 20 days or one month, there'll be a lockdown in Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. So there was yeah. adequate notice. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. in India, you know, the magnitude of Indian problem is so huge. Unfortunately, our prime minister or the government of India did not foresee and advanced planning, you know. Mm -hmm. right. You know, the prime minister all of a sudden announced that within four hours, that past mm -hmm. midnight today, he came to the you know live to the people say at about 7 p.m and he said that past midnight today will be yes situation all of a sudden uh, put uh, all these lakhs of uh, people you know crores of people actually because migrant population is known and around this point of time you know and on these months very large-scale migration take place, especially from Bihar and UP and Jharkhand to the Western states, to Gujarat, to Rajasthan, to Punjab, to Haryana, because it's the harvesting time, you know. So my point is this. It is the utter lack of advanced planning, utter lack of understanding of that human dimensions of the lockout, uh, you know, lockdown. Thing. And that is really cost us very dearly. That is why we are having this problem today. Right. 
you have in fact uh, i think couple of days back you have uh, given us some kind of a calculation you know as far as the migrant workers from assam is concerned you have given us a calculation please correct me if i'm wrong uh, to the tune of some 3600 crore rupees that comes to the state as remittances from the migrant workers from the state who are outside therefore you are saying that the government needs to do more and uh, you know get all of these people back so Right. No, I, 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 I basically, yeah. If I can, yes. uh, that's very correct. But the estimate that I had, I had given, that's a very conservative yes. estimate. I'll tell you why. Actually, yes. in two thousand eight, the government of Assam carried out a survey of the, you know, the working people who outside the northeastern uh, Assam. that yes. time i remember because i was a industry and commerce minister that time and my department carried out the survey we had a figure of approximately 9 lakhs that time but over right. the year that was 2008 9 okay now 10 years after that period the figure has gone up uh, i'm sure progressively gone up now right. uh, in assam government uh, realizing the problem probably they had this miss call app you know the all these migrant mm -hmm. workers are supposed to give a miss yeah. call on a particular number and then assam government would get back to you uh the spokesman of the assam government said as per the miss call app nearly 7 lakhs people registered themselves but i would like to tell you because we are in delhi because we got stranded because parliament is on and all of a sudden the lockdown was announced most mps from the northeastern states got stranded but we were coordinating with these hapless people scattered all over the country now many of them a very large percentage of people they said they could not somehow get themselves registered through the miss call app so that means only the people who have been there in every part of the country barely probably 50% people could get themselves registered and that is why the minister of the government of assam safely said about 10 lakhs but according to my estimate this is about 14 to 15 lakhs but whatever is the case my estimate is this see assam every month gets a huge amount of money huge amount of money as inward remittances see all these migrant people they send money to their families through bank transfer or money order or whatever form so when i give this estimate taking the conservative figure of 10 lakhs migrant population staying in different parts of the country if 10 lakhs people average they send rupees 3000 every month to their family it would come to about 300 crores every month and then if you uh, multiply one year it would be 3600 crores but interesting thing when my estimate was known because it went viral among the migrant population some of them got back to me this is not 3000 they send minimum 5000 minimum so in that case the estimate that i have given is a very conservative estimate it will be much more but the moot point is this assam economy is regularly strengthened because this money which is coming from outside to assam economy is a multiplier effect is a multiplier you know the economic activities have got a cascading effect so assam economy is that way is kept very uh, vibrant by this kind of inward remittances now what i gave an example so now these people are in a dire strait 
because they are you know they are not having their jobs they have lost their jobs and they are cooped up they are they are stranded in their rented place you know 20 50 people are staying in a very small room or a very small dinghy some accommodation and they have exhausted all their savings that is the most sad you know all these because initially it was 14 days or 15 days but it kept you know expanded extended so now these people are in a dire state they somehow because they have lost their jobs they have uh, nothing to uh, you know fall back upon and they don't have money to sustain their existence wherever they are so they are very desperately trying to get back to the state but like assam every state is experiencing this problem lakhs of people are you know when government is unable to provide them trains or you know means of transportation so they what they are very desperate they are you know taking to the roads they are going by foot can you imagine thousands of kilometers 2000 kilometers 3000 kilometers going across the country you know and then you know with increasing temperature you know it's it's something that it is unimaginable situation and this is this is the greatest human misery probably after the partition in 1947 when people you know across the country yes. uh, cross border so migration they, took place right so what could be one of the solutions of course there are the shramik no, trains i i uh, I, some, I, yeah. i i honestly hope i have requested mm-hmm. the government of assam to immediately immediately arrange because this is the responsibility of the state government this is the responsibility right. of the state government they have to immediately arrange this shramik special you know that special train yes. that, that they would do your now Which, available right yes they have to they have to arrange this train so that all these stranded people can come back to assam that is very important similarly all other states you know they have to arrange absolutely yeah so shramik trains are being arranged many states are already doing it many states are you know arranging for buses to bring the migrant workers back but my question here is all right you bring them back after that what because these are large numbers we are talking about and also the fact remains that in certain areas now uh, across the country except of course the containment zones and the red zones uh, industry is also opening up so would you not think it would be better at this point of time instead of bringing them back maybe ensuring that their livelihoods continue to be there and suppose because many have already come back to assam what about them what next so i'll tell you now you understand the human psychology of these people mm-hmm. okay because all of a sudden they cannot if there some ailment somebody suffering from fever they cannot go out they cannot meet a doctor right. and then they don't have food and many of the people this stranded people you know working people they have contacted us saying they are sending you know sos messages all the time saying that we don't have any ration provision to eat you know we are drinking mm-hmm. water in the daytime and evening time we are trying to go out somewhere try to get some square meal this kind of desperate situation is there when this kind of desperation is there you have to be on with them you have to give you know you have to assuage their feelings and they want to mm-hmm. get back to their uh, home that is what you should do and when things normalize you know mm-hmm. when things normalize maybe they will again go back but not now because they don't find they have lost their all kind of livelihood options so this is a disparate situation that is why this kind of measures have to be taken 
by any sensitive government. They want to come back. They don't want to die in your wherever they are cooped up. You know that is that is the problem now. Right. Uh, so, but um, you know, what do you think should be the government's plan for all those people who come back and, um, in fact, have been saying that they would not want to uh, return back to the states where they had some kind of a livelihood. So, in such a scenario, how should the government, uh, you know, uh, handle the situation? No, I, I, I actually want to tell you, um, I'm not trying to be political here, but if you mm -hmm. remember when the earlier government started this uh, ANREGA, Mahatma Gandhi yes. National Rural Employment Guarantee Scheme, right. This, right. this program was ridiculed and laughed at by you know, Mr. Modi when he took over as the prime minister. Today, mm -hmm. to tackle this problem, now they are falling back on the same ANREGA, okay? See, Manraga is one that, you know, that actually touches the lives of the rural people, people who actually live at the bottom of the pyramid. Okay. Right. Now, all these people, when they get back, they have to be immediately given some kind of support exactly. services from the government. Yes. So that right. so that some livelihood, livelihood, you know, amount is not mm -hmm. it's not msme you know loans or indirect payment or something actually yes. some money has to come to the each family you know there are 13 right. crores families registered with jandhan account mm -hmm. so what we are mm -hmm. suggesting that you know the government of india is uh, uh, announced announced a very grandiose plan of 20 lakhs crores i can't even count yes. the zeros but right. but there are 13 crores families registered with Jandhan account. Mm -hmm. That means every family has got an account in a bank. So what government right. should do, government mm -hmm. should immediately transfer, say, 7,500 rupees a month. That money mm -hmm. should be put in these accounts of 13 crores family. And that would be less than 1 lakh crores. We don't need 20 lakh crores now. Of course, it is very important to restart the economic activities, but economic activities will you mind you, economic activities will start up only from the bottom. Because when these people have purchasing power, money at hand, yeah. they will start buying things. You know, that will rejuvenate the demand structure. Yes, of course, uh, under the 20 lakh crore uh, package, many things are being done, but yes, wanted to, your views on uh, that as well. Like, will it actually, you know, Jumpstart the economy, all those announcements that have been no. made, and as far as the, yeah. no, according to me, you see, the government is, of course, MSME sector has to be given all the support, but MSME support, MSME industries will start manufacturing activities. Probably, you know, they will make car components, they will make the refrigerator components, and they will make all other things, and those have to be assembled into cars and as, as the economy takes place. But all kind of manufacturing activities need to be restarted. There's no doubt about it. But for the time being, people will not buy cars. For the time in a yes. distressed situation, people will not buy refrigerators. People will not go to the shopping malls. People will not go and buy cosmetics. People will, these poor people, the vast majority of people who reside in the bottom of the pyramid, they have to buy their provisions. So the day-to-day -day life cycle can be sustained you know so that is why yes. money at hand of this vast majority of the people who live in the bottom of the pyramid should be facilitated that is what we are saying immediately right 
Right. So uh, what you're saying is that direct money in the hands of the masses yes. is yes. what is required. The, uh, the, right. the lower middle class, middle class, and then working yes. people now, you know, yes. that is what should so, be ensured immediately. So that will actually help uh, revive the economy, create uh, the uh, demand that is much required at this point of time and also provide for the needs of the masses. Now, True. Uh, your, True. Yeah, that your is what we feel. I mean, Yes. Hello. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you can still hear me. So your fellow party man, Gaurav. Yeah, I can. I can hear you now. Gaurav Gogoi has, uh, you know, he told me in uh, this uh, show in Newsmakers earlier that this is not the time to play politics, mm. but to, you know, uh, put minds together and come up with positive, concrete uh, ideas. So how much of that is the Congress doing? How much is the Congress? See, see, I want to tell you something. I totally endorse what Gaurav has. Audio glitch, party, I think. see, has a very yes. honorable intention. Let me tell you, a very honorable intention. Basically, Congress party has made amply clear right from the beginning that we want to cooperate and give all our, you know, active cooperation to any effort of the government to tackle the situation. But when right. government is insensitive to the plight of these displaced people, when government is not doing anything, that is the time Congress party has to point out and seeking the attention of the government that you, this is this is that you know you have to change your course you have to reach out to these people we are not doing politics we with the politics is the least of our intention at the moment you know and politics will not give any uh, you know um, solution at the moment we right. want to cooperate we want to you know join hands with the government and that is what is our intention. So, uh, so you're saying that the government is not doing anything. You know, this has been some an allegation against the government time and again from the Congress camp that my, very little has been done. They, they did not plan the no, entire thing no, properly. See, as yeah. a responsible opposition, no. Mm -hmm. Without doing politics, I want to uh, make it very clear. As a responsible opposition, we will continue to cooperate with all government, uh, you know, policies, programs, government stipulations, and then we are doing it. We are following mm -hmm. all the instructions of the government for, you know, containing this situation. But mm -hmm. at the same time, if government does FOPA, mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. uh, if the government doesn't really apply its mind, then it is our duty to point out that this is not the way, you know. Because, yeah. because I'll tell you, unfortunately, this government doesn't have a proper planning, as I said at the very outset. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have advanced planning. They don't do the planning. They are not doing anything in a very methodical manner. You know, we magically they take one decision only to be negated later and revise their decision. They are not consistent. So they have to apply their mind, you know, keeping the plight of the common people in mind. They have to apply their mind and take decision. And Congress party will continue to cooperate. I can I can tell yeah. you unwaveringly that Congress mm -hmm. party will give all cooperation to the government. All right. That's really wonderful to hear that. Now, finally, before we close our conversation, uh, would want to know from you, uh, 
are there any concerns because assam the numbers are con uh, beginning to go up now as we speak the number has already reached 135 uh, so uh, does is there a co concern that you see there are you a worried person at this point of time because a lot of people coming in of course we the Congress camp also supports that no, I, people should uh, be brought back. Yes. See, uh, now, Oinitam, uh, actually, my concern has always been uh, right from the beginning. I have drawn the attention of the Honorable Chief Minister of Assam, the Honorable Health Minister of Assam. You know, I am sending my tweets, requesting, very honest request. See, the problem in Assam is this. Initially, when the cases we were batting our back congratulating ourselves look assam is doing it out not that i'm a skeptic not that thomas what i point, level of testing the testing was very limited only oh. okay i guess uh, there's a internet issue there which is why we must have lost the connection it was just give us a few more seconds yeah you're back so okay. request okay. you to repeat okay. it because okay. there was okay yeah okay see see right from the beginning as a responsible uh, you know person of my state i have drawn i've tried to draw the attention of the honorable chief minister the honorable health minister and the government of assam See, initially, when our cases were very small in Assam, yeah. you know, we immediately patted our back. We started congratulating ourselves. Look, Assam has done extremely well. But without being a skeptic, without being a doubting Thomas, I very humbly pointed out that time, about mm -hmm. two months back or one and a half months back or one month, that you see, we must expand the testing, testing facility. Because Assam is not really doing testing across the state and the communities are not being tested let us do it in a random basis but you know you have to expand then only you will be able to know exactly what is the magnitude of the covid 19 affected people in our state see i must point out and that is what i did to the government see today it is known that 80 percent of the covid 19 afflicted people are asymptomatic Right. Symptoms are available. So, merely doing this thermal screening at the railway station or airport is not really, doesn't reflect the actual dimension of the problem. So, that is why it is very necessary that testing, you know, the ambit of the testing, the umbrella of testing should be expanded and very matter. Then only we will know the magnitude of the problem. Very unfortunately, very tragically. Now, all of a sudden, there's a spark of cases in Assam. Right. So we have to very scientifically tackle this problem. Obviously, we have to have contained areas, and then we have to know where is the hub of COVID-19 afflicted people, where in relatively, you know, then we shouldn't open up everything all of a sudden. We should do it in a very guarded manner. You know, today, I am I, really fine, very, I mean, I'm very sad to find that in places uh, in Assam that, you know, all of a sudden the bajars are open, everything is open and people okay. going out in, you know, droves and doing shopping or going, buying fish, buying everything as if COVID has gone away. COVID has not gone away. 
we have to be careful. We have to tackle it scientifically, and this is what my appeal to the government of Assam. Right. Uh, um, Assam government has already, you know, uh, ramped up the testing. Many of the labs are now ICM are accredited. So a lot of things happening there, and a lot of quarantine um, centers have also come up across the state. But yeah, uh, the crowds that we have seen in uh, across Assam today is. Uh, definitely a cause of concern and in the coming days post may 31st when you know lockdown 4.0 actually maybe in places like assam it might not be there then it could be a huge thing uh, so yeah what are your thoughts post may 31st before we term, close? On, on, yes. no no uh, you see uh, as i said please don't take me for a skeptic skeptical person but i just yes. want to point out I know the Assam government's hands are full, a lot of pressure. I know it's very difficult to cope up this kind of situation, you know. Right. But can I point out one thing? Till now, do you know that only 0.0003% of our entire population in the state are mm. being tested? scientifically where to home you know the swab testing has taken place or other proper testing has taken place so yeah. obviously testing is still limited to a very microscopic minority of the people what we need we, what we should concentrate you know in a very scientific mm -hmm. random basis testing should expand to the villages to the communities to specific zones you know then only we know and then we can extrapolate yeah. the figures and then we know the magnitude of the problem. We must join hands together, everybody, whether yes. the opposition or government, but government mm -hmm. also has to understand that you know they also have to take the opposition into confidence. Right. Opposition is not behaving irresponsibly, I'll tell you. I'm not behaving irresponsibly, I'm behaving in a very responsible manner. So we must join hands, we must fight corona and we must Fight it. It will take some time. There, there cannot be an overnight solution, you know. And this is this is the realization of the day. And as far as testing kits are concerned, you and I both know our majority of our viewers also know what the story is, what the problems that not just Assam or Northeast is facing, but whole of India is facing. Uh, the, India-China testing kits story. We all know all of that. So yeah, of course, this particular crisis has also brought more. Gaps that health inf health infrastructure has across the country. So maybe another session when we meet again, we will discuss all of these things. Finally, bef just before we close, your thoughts as you know, post May thirty first. What are your thoughts there? Sorry, I didn't get it last part. What did you say? Yeah, your thoughts post May thirty first, as far as Assam is concerned. May 31st, yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, you know, we, uh, in term, what I think, there are two aspects. Um, we have to, every part of the country has its own problem, own limitations, own, own yes. constraints. So similarly, Assam has its own constraints and limitations. So that is why we cannot depend a solution to be given by the south block and north block of delhi we have yeah. to take our own decision you know you know which which yeah. most suitable for, for yes. the local condition so accordingly government of assam must decide uh, you know they think out of box they think innovatively 
to contain the uh, COVID-19 problem. That is number one. And number two, at the macro level, India is capable to tackle this problem. I will give you just one, one, one example. Mm -hmm. You know, at the beginning of the COVID-19, India didn't have PPE kits. We had to depend right. on China. Yes. Okay. Then I, I, I am very pleasantly surprised that, you know, the textile ministry, um, you know, they have taken up the challenge probably. They have engaged a lot of production uh, facilities in the country, right. across the country. In fact, they have they have converted, you know, the traditional production facilities into for a specific purpose mm -hmm. of producing the PPE kits. Okay. Today, I am very pleasantly surprised and I really, I mentioned it with pride that India has been able to manufacture yes. two crores PPE mm -hmm. kits in a month. Right. You know, this is a remarkable example. So that means what? You know, we can take decision if we all are together, we can overcome this problem. And I'm sure we will overcome this problem. Absolutely. On that very, very positive note, thank you for joining me this evening. And thank you, viewers, for watching. Pleasure speaking to you, Mr. Bolder. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye.